goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, my friends, to Wednesday's Rush Hour. Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour here on WABC. If you... Want to be part of the program? 800-848-WABC is the number to you. 800-848-9222. There is so much in the news. The House may have a new speaker. Steve Scalise, who we have had on this program... One out over Jim Jordan, 113-99 in the closed-door meeting of the GOP conference. He will now take his candidacy to the House floor. If there is a floor fight, it could get ugly. Remember, it took Kevin McCarthy 15 rounds on on the floor to win. There are obviously some tensions still within the Republican conference. And speaking of the Republican conference, several House Republicans are opposing a package of aid to Israel. Now, that might surprise you, but there's more to the story. They are against the package that is being developed to Israel because they also, the Democrats did, also snuck in aid for Ukraine. So if you want to aid Israel, you got to send money to Ukraine and Taiwan as well as other things. It's not a clean bill. And there are any number of Republicans who are not liking that approach. Let me tell you quickly, in a few minutes, we're going to stop down from all of the turmoil and ugliness in the world, and there is plenty of it. And have a brief chat with Lisa Velez, better known by her stage name, Lisa Lisa. And we are looking forward to that. A declaration of general mobilization has been called for by Hamas. It is a call to our Palestinian people, they said, the masses of the Arab and Islamic world and free people worldwide. They're declaring next Friday the day of the Alaska flood, a day of general mobilization in the Arab and Islamic world. They're asking for the rebellious youth throughout the West Bank, its cities, villages, uprisings, camps in the streets, neighborhoods of Jerusalem. They say they want to shake the ground beneath the feet of the Zionist invaders and their settler gangs. 
It is an ambiguous global call for a continuation on this war against Israel from Hamas. Despite all we have heard about Iran's involvement with Iraq, now there are stories starting to emerge. That, oh, you know what? Iran, Iran may not have been involved. Oh, you know, Iran, oh, no, you know, we, we kind of had that all wrong. Oh, no, there's no evidence to suggest that Iran is involved. And then Joe Biden world leaders are now stripping references from Iran, of Iran's involvement in any discussion condemning this Hamas. Why is that? There's one easy answer. Because people like, we had Lee Smith on yesterday, and he detailed what the policy of not only the Obama administration, but the Biden administration has been supporting Iran with not only dollars, but with a strategic way to acquire nuclear weapons. And why in the world would the Biden administration want that out there? So all of a sudden, the intelligence says, oh, no, no. Oh, forget about all that stuff you read about Iran being involved. Oh, no. Iran didn't have anything to do with it. Oh, sure, they met with Hamas, but it it was just meetings. They weren't really discussing this. They were just meeting. An Israeli defense official. Says that Gaza is going to be wiped out and reduced to a city of tents with the upcoming ground maneuver. Gaza will eventually turn into a city of tents. There will be no buildings. The ground maneuver will surprise Hamas. The official said, I mean, they're telling you in advance we're going to come in the ground, yet he's saying it's going to be a surprise. You know what they have planned. But, The tone of this is really, really, there's a quote in here I'm looking for in this very lengthy story. He says, you know, you will have the ability to change the reality here. You've seen the the, the prices, and you'll get to see the change. Hamas wanted a change in Gaza. They will regret this moment. Gaza will never go back to what it was. Whoever comes to decapitate, murder women, Holocaust survivors, we will eliminate him with all of our might and without compromise. We will not stop, says another official. The effort to eliminate senior Hamas officials, this is a top priority. And some people saying, look, this is it. The tone has changed in Israel. Um, I read one story. This we are wipe. We are going to wipe out entire neighborhoods. We're not going block by block. We're not going. And indeed, they are telling people in some neighborhoods, "Get out, get out." And from one of the other reports that I read, I'll have to find that story. I think it was the Los Angeles Times. Los Angeles Times. They just said, you know, they're already destroying neighborhoods, entire neighborhoods. And, of course, there are the civilians that are being hurt by that. 
I've just found the LA Times story. I don't know whether they have time to find that exact quote in there. So many stories. And of course, Israel has formed a unity government now with members of the opposition party so that they can wage this war effectively with unity. I have to admit that when I read the, not admit, I think many people feel, look, those of us who honor life, no one likes the idea that innocent civilians are being killed anywhere. That said, I am not rushing out to condemn Israel for taking the actions that they're taking. But I'm going to tell you, it is an uneasy thing. Human suffering is an uneasy thing to deal with. And that's putting it mildly. And there are civilians that are going to be hurt by this and are being hurt. I have the same feelings. You know, you watch the same feelings. I watched a movie recently, I think it was a Spielberg production, The Pacific, and it talked and, and it dealt with the, the World War II. And when you look at, for instance, the taking of Okinawa and, and some of those, and you see the civilians that are caught up in it, the women, the babies, how can your heart, even though, of course, they were the enemy, how can your heart not go out to them if you're human? You don't want to see innocent human babies, women, who have nothing to do with these decisions of war and peace. You don't want to see them die and suffer. It's horrible. That said, that said, Israel is doing what they say they have to do to protect their own nation. I found that paragraph in the LA Times article. Israel's tone has changed as well. In past conflicts, military spokesmen repeatedly insisted on the precision of strikes in Gaza, trying to ward off criticism over civilian deaths. This time, military briefings emphasize the destruction being wreaked. They say targeted neighborhoods are being used by Hamas, but they rarely get specifics to justify particular strikes as they did in earlier wars. And what the defense minister, Gallant, says, we will not allow a reality in which Israeli children are murdered. I have removed every restriction we will eliminate anyone who fights us and use every measure at our disposal the military tells residents to evacuate neighborhoods about to be targeted but palestinians say that some are unable to escape or have nowhere to go and that entire families have been crushed under rubble other times the strikes come some survivors say with no warning at all hamas Elton John takes us into our first break. Candle in the wind. When we get back, we hope to be joined by Lisa Lisa. Lisa Velez. Elton John went number one on this day, 1997. Candle in the wind, 97. His rewrite. The original hit was about uh, the original song, Marilyn Monroe. This one. Princess Diana. We're coming back. Don't go away. You lived your life like a candle in the wind Never fading with the sunset when the rain set in 
depths will always fall Shower is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Who doesn't know that? Can you feel the beat within my heart? Can you see my love shine through the dark? Who hasn't danced with this music and enjoyed every moment of it? That voice belongs to the one and only Lisa Velez, Lisa, Lisa, and Cult Jam. Lisa, thank you for joining us. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? And thank you for that. <laughs> You're quite welcome. Lisa, listen, you are one of us. You are a New Yorker. You're a New York lady. You grew yeah, yeah. up born here, born in Manhattan, born here in Hell's Kitchen, New York, yep. to a rather large family. It, I know, the, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> and you began, and you began singing early. When you were a kid, did you ever think that your life would take on the the success that has come to you? Did this is this what you wanted? The kind of success that you have had in the music industry. Wow, thank you. Um, I never thought. I'm still in awe. Um, did I want it? I don't know if that's what I wanted. I just wanted to perform. I started singing when I was six with my mom in a church choir, and I loved the effect I had on her when I sang. So this was just the beginning. <laughs> right. Now, as things happened and your career developed, what did you, as you were going through this and you became known, first of all, what was it like the first time you heard your own music on the radio and you heard your own music in clubs? Shocking overwhelming for me because I, the first time I heard it on the radio was when yeah. I was working at a Benetton. I was still in school. <laughs> I remember working part-time, still in school. I was a kid, gosh. And my girlfriend called me and said, play this. I turned it on and I got yelled at by my manager because I started jumping up and down. But when I went into the first club that I ever did to perform, which was uh, in 84, December 27th, Danceteria. It was overwhelming. It, it was crazy. And I still get the same feeling because I can't believe that people know all the words to every song. And you are going to be, by the way, at the Mohegan Sun Arena uh, this Saturday. Yeah, uh, right? Yeah, you are. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's style is a free, it, it, the, the way they're promoting this, it's a freestyle free-for-all. For people that yeah. don't know, what is a freestyle? What does that mean? Well, for me, uh, it was our music, my music, that was played in the clubs and in the streets with all the break dances, you know, back in the day. Uh, for me, it was my music, a little Puerto Rican girl from Hell's Kitchen, um, the beginning of Latin freestyle. The beginning of Latin freestyle. Yeah. And and uh, and you have watched it grow. Do you feel kind of and this I'm I'm not trying to age you cuz you're still young and you're still beautiful and you're still married. Oh, I appreciate and, that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but do you feel like kind of a pioneer in, in in this? Do you feel like yeah that that you your contribution has also opened the doors for other people? Um I really don't focus on that, but I've been told and I I think I'm starting to feel that because I was told that I opened doors for many of the uh, 
female vocalists uh, that are out today, the Jennifer Lopez and the Gloria Stefan. And, you know, yeah, I guess I do feel like a pioneer. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good feeling. I mean, Sorry. you know, when when we when we learned that you were coming on, and when I first told people that you had agreed to do the show, I started okay. getting texts from people. They're like, really? "Oh my god, oh my yes, gosh. yeah!" And oh. they kept telling me, "Oh, I how how their memories are connected to your music of some of the best times that they had in their lives." And how integral your music was was a part of that. Isn't that an amazing thing? The effect That's, that you have, but. You, Oh, that's amazing. Um, I'm in awe of that. I appreciate the fans. Because of the fans, I'm still able to perform and do what I love to do. So I thank them very much. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. What is it that you, in the moments that we have left with you, what is it that you still want to do that you haven't done, Lisa? Oh, I I still want to be able to perform. I want to be the Puerto Rican Lena Horn on a stage. That's what I want to do. Um, I also have an autobiography soon to be released and more music. Really? Yeah. Tell us about absolutely. tell us about the autobiography. When does it come out? Hopefully in the next in the in the middle of next year. I I hope my fingers are crossed. You know, we're in mm-hmm. in the midst of writing it right now. So that'll be out soon and um music baby, all about music. <laughs> I still and keep be the out music there. going. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then you're also you have an appearance. I didn't. I don't have it in front of me yet, but I think it's at it's at one of the major venues in November. You're also going to be performing November 11th. We're going to be at the Hard Rock Atlantic City. So definitely, all the Tri State area, come down. Definitely come down. Okay, so once again, folks, Lisa, Lisa, and you can catch her this weekend at the Mohegan Sun Arena. And yeah. she's going to be performing there. There are a lot of people on the bill. Well, there are a few people on the bill, but you go to see Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Appreciate Lisa, that. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope to have you back in the future. Thank you for being with us, Lisa. Thank you so much. God bless. God bless you, my dear. James Golden, both nearly here on WABC. Lisa, Lisa, check her out this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a few minutes before we get to our news break. And I wanted to do something nice in the middle of all of this. Because this is a horrific, horrific news week. And there is so much, if you continue to read as I have, the devastation that is going on in Israel, the members of the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, some of them are still... One of the quotes that I read this week, ladies and gentlemen, was that they have never seen anything like what they are uncovering in these communities. Now we're starting to get news of the way that that kibbutz, where the 40 babies were murdered, how it was attacked, surrounded and attacked. And it wasn't just babies. There were elderly people. There were families that were born, uh, buried alive buried alive. There were Holocaust survivors killed. They escaped the Nazis. They were able to survive the Nazis, but they could not survive this current group of terrorists. It is on a scale that is unimaginable. It is on a scale that some of the younger members of the Israeli defense 
say that they have never seen, but the olders are saying, this we haven't seen since Nazis and what they did to European Jews in World War II. And still, we have students, Tufts Students for Justice. Since Friday, what they say, Palestinians have been launching a historic attack on the colonizers. Footage of liberation fighters from Gaza paragliding into occupied territory has especially shown the creativity necessary to take back stolen land. There was a Black Lives Matters group in Chicago that had tweeted out their messages with the images of the paragliders paragliding into Israel, celebrating deaths. There's a New York University law student, the president, the student president, who has now been taken out of that role and also lost a job. She describes herself, her name is Rhina Workman, as a non-binary student. First thing, she wrote this, I want to express first and foremost my unwavering and absolute solidarity with Palestinians in their resistance against oppression toward liberation and self-determination. She went on to say Israel bears full responsibility for tremendous loss of life. This regime of state-sanctioned violence created the conditions that made resistance necessary. I will not condemn Palestinian resistance. She condemns everything, the violence of the United States military-industrial complex. She condemns the violence of obfuscating genocide as a complex issue, and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the students at NYU don't want her representing them anymore. And she had a job offer with a major law firm that was rescinded after her statements were made known. Alan Dershowitz is calling, you know, at Harvard and others. They took the names of the students off of their horrible posts. Alan Dershowitz wrote a piece suggesting that those names should be put back on. You can find uh, that piece at the uh, Daily BS today. Published their names. Published their names of campus cowards who support Hamas atrocities. That piece written by Alan Dershowitz. The students who anonymously vote to support Hamas recent attacks need not be fearful of anything but disdain and criticism. They should be willing to subject themselves to the marketplace of ideas. They should not resort to cowardly hiding behind the names of prominent organizations such as Amnesty International at Harvard, one of the groups that said they hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all the massacres and rapes. They should be prepared to defend those immoral views. Again, we're going to take some of your phone calls on it. 848-WABC, 1-800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. A lot to do. You know what this is. 
Oh, you know whose birthday it is? And I know you know, I know you have something, D- Diego. I know you're going to do something for this. I know. It's Daryl. Yeah, but this is the... Pre- but it's Daryl Hall's birthday today, too. Oh, yeah. I'm prepping for it. Okay, then. Police on this day scored their second number one album. Their third studio release, Zenyatta Modata, which featured this one, Don't Stand So Close to Me, 1980. Hard to believe it's that long ago. Coming back, your call is part of the program here on WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Twenty twenty one. American musician singer Dionis just died at age sixty five. That's him thumping out the bass. Bass player for Wham. We love bass players here. I love bass player. I know. We love bass players here. We love bass players. And also on the birth side of life, Andrew Wolfuck, saxophonist extraordinaire with earth, wind, and fire. Of course, too many hits. 20 Grammy nominations. Didn't know this until recently. They were the first African-American band to ever sell out Madison Square Garden. And did they ever sell it out? When they say band, I guess they mean band. Because, you know, Stevie sold out Madison Square Garden. I was there a bunch of times for that. And I thought Sly had sold out Madison Square, but then, but Earth Wind, the legendary, so happy birthday to Andrew Wolfert. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Your calls are coming up. And there is, as I said, a news-heavy day. I wonder what your thoughts are on who should be speaker. There are a lot of people going to be disappointed that Jim Jordan didn't receive that uh didn't receive the nod. You know, it's Steve Scalise. It's, look, there are a lot of look. I'm not going to say anything negative about Steve Scalise. Now, Steve Scalise is fighting. He has multiple my, uh, myeloma, I believe, and he's fighting that. But his doctors gave him, um, they they gave him permission to just go ahead with this. It's something that is is curable. His treatment plan apparently is going very well. So again, that vote one thirteen to ninety nine over Jim Jordan. Rand Paul is promising a bombshell revelation that will take down Doctor Fauci. Rand Paul says we now have the emails. We have the receipts. We have the emails that show Fauci saying that he knows. It was gain-of-function research 
that the virus, talking about the COVID virus, looked manipulated and that he was worried that it came from the Wuhan lab. Back in 2020, he spent the last three years saying, nothing to see here. We also know there was a safety committee that should have reviewed this, and we know that Anthony Fauci went around the safety committee. This is a bombshell revelation. This will eventually bring down Anthony Fauci. So we shall see where that goes. Let us get to the phones. Steve in Studio City, you've been holding. Thank you for waiting. What is on your mind this afternoon? Well, I'm just uh, noticing a few things that are out of the ordinary about this retaliatory strike by Israel on Gaza. Those two big high-rise buildings that fell down straight down like a demolition. I don't think rockets took those down. I think they were pre-wired in case this ever came to blows with them. And then I find out that Israel's in control of the water and electricity of Gaza. I think Israel has planned this kind of retaliation against their oppression so they can wipe out the area just for themselves and for us to be very aware that all is not what it seems. So basically, this is conspiracy stuff. What you're saying is that you think that the building, where you have no knowledge whatsoever of what took these buildings down, but you think it was pre-wired, and you and now with Israel being in control of the water and the going in, that has that's that hasn't been a secret. They yeah, could have I mean, cut this off at any time, and that's not a secret. Now, the European Union is objecting to the complete blockade of Gaza on humanitarian grounds. And there are people saying that even the injured from their airstrikes cannot be gotten to because of the damage to the infrastructure already in Gaza. But what Israel is saying very clearly is, look, gloves are off. The attack, this attack that beheaded children that where these atrocities were committed, this was it. They're going to wipe Hamas out. And I'm taking it from your call, if I'm reading it correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you find that objectionable. I, th- I think Israel has been hoping for this, for their excuse to take over that area and kick out. You think you think that Israel has been you think that Israel has been hoping for this kind of bloodshed among their own people? You honestly believe that? Yes, I honestly believe that. Wow. Okay, Steve, look, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Robert, in Brooklyn, you are up next. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. You know, I first have to respond to that first caller. You know, let's not forget what originally happened. You originally have about 1,000 Israeli civilians who were killed, butchered, women and children in the most horrific manner. And every military in the world has plans in case of an emergency, that Israel wouldn't have a plan in case something would go wrong is absurd. The only question is, how did it even happen intelligence-wise? But the bottom line is, all the conspiracy theories, the bottom line is no one denies that this terrorist organization, Nazi-like, did horrific acts on Saturday to, to about 1,000 people dead, numerous people injured, to babies, women, and it's undeniable. That I don't hear anyone denying that. So that's shame on that caller try to place the blame on Israel. Every government is obligated to defend their people. And shame on that caller. 
And shame on that call. He probably doesn't complain about any other country except it's good Jewish people, right? So shame on that call. Now, anyway, what I wanted to originally call about is, is also shame on the Congress. When they have to package aid, whether they want to talk about Hawaii or Israel or Ukraine, they should be separate bills. They shouldn't be lumping everything together and then hold Absolutely. one thing hostage to the other thing. Shame on the Congress. That's number one. Another two is the Second Amendment. You had a rhythmic situation. The civilians in Israel, they were dancing. It seems like they didn't have any uh, weapons on there, no sidos on them. They were sitting ducks. And, you know, the Republicans are horrible at taking advantage legitimately of a, of a, of a crisis. The Democrats always exploit a crisis. Here you have a situation with the Second Amendment, the, 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 the God-given right to be able to have firearms to protect oneself. And, you know, we have all these people coming through the southern border. We don't know who they are. And, you know, they can infringe on our Second Amendment. And if God forbid something happens here, yeah, well, how many people are trained, uh, have firearms to protect themselves? You can't always rely on the government. What happens if the government, for whatever reason, chops the ball? And Robert, let me just interrupt is, you. Robert, hold on to your last point. Don't forget your last point, because I want to I add to what you just said. In one of the news stories that I read today, the military, it said that the military is passing out weapons to, um, to people. And I, I, it, I'll have to go get the exact quote because they're not handing them to everybody, but people who can or who have training to use certain weapons, they are passing out weapons so that they can be well defended. When I read that one paragraph, I thought to myself, well, see, this is the difference. And I've talked about this on this program before. One of the reasons that America will never be invaded the way that some countries are invaded is because American citizens have 300 million guns and counting 300 million guns. It would take a, you talk about the ability to defend themselves. If the government can't come in to help you, there are many Americans who think just like you, Robert, who say, I'm not going to wait on the government if I am being under attack. I'm going to take care of my family. I want to take care of myself. And when I read that paragraph that they are handing out weapons, I say the government here doesn't have to hand out weapons to a lot of people because a lot of Americans who exercise their liberty, who exercise their freedom, already have the weapons. And that is something that differentiates America from so many other nations in the world. Now, we hear nothing but criticism about the Second Amendment and about the ability of free Americans to have weapons. But when you're in a situation like this, this life or death, there are a whole lot of people who would wish that they had those weapons. Robert, thank you for indulging. Let me let you get to your last point. Yeah, and by the way, speaking of the Second Amendment and that the Republicans need to press the importance of the Second Amendment, they have these soulless prosecutors that if a person acts legitimately in self-defense, they make their life a living hell, bankrupt them in with legal fees. But anyway, the last point is about the ADL. Now, the ADL, you know, they finally got around, I think, within the hour of, of sending out, putting out a tweet condemning Black Lives Matter. And I noticed apparently um, on October like a few days ago, they actually said something about uh, the Rashida Tlaib on October 9th. But, you know, yep. ADL, you know, they can't be biased. They have a, the head of the ADL was in the Obama administration. They're supposed to be straight shooters. And the other thing is, it's one thing to be opposed to anti-Semitism, but that doesn't give you the right to infringe on the First Amendment. And the First Amendment not only provides freedom of speech, it provides freedom of religion. 
And so you can't tread on the First Amendment either. And you can't stop freedom of speech to take advantage, to exploit a bad situation. To, and it's always against conservatives. And then they make the, 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 the people who support Trump, like you said, on Newsweek, they're making us out to be the bad guys. So they have right. to be now, honest and they should not expose on the First Amendment. Let me just also add that there was an article today and there's video of it. And the video of it is mildly amusing. Nothing can be totally amusing during this this time, but mildly amusing, and it is, the only thing amusing about it is that Rashida Tlaib is running, literally running away from the question. She is walking as fast as she can, and there's a reporter behind her asking her specifically, let's play the cut, Diego, thank you. even answer the question do you have nothing to say about hamas terrorists chopping off babies heads and she just and you the video of this she's practically running down the halls of congress to get away from this reporter instead of she won't even make a comment to condemn it that is your congresswoman rashida talib it got so bad with some of these negative comments and some of the things that took place in New York with the, and I don't know whether you've seen this video of, of, of some of these guys protesting, holding up videos of nude coverage of the atrocities and laughing and pointing to their phones. It got so bad that even Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has condemned the behavior of some of these protesters. And yet, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib can't even answer a question. Do you condemn these terrorists, these Hamas terrorists who chopped off babies' heads? Democrat Rashida Tlaib. Democrat Rashida Tlaib. It is time for us to stop, check in with Lou Dobbs, coming back, more of your telephone calls. Haven't heard this in a long time, Verve. On this day, the Verve started a four-week number one with this one, their third album, Urban Hymns. Bittersweet Symphony. is the rush hour with those nerdly on the red apple podcast network as we mentioned today's the birthday celebration for one of our all-time favorites here daryl hall on wabc talk radio 77 special shout out 
to the Countess of Conspiracy, who was apparently going to some alien convention or something. There's Either it's a 5G or something. I don't, I'm not quite, quite clear. Couldn't get to all the details. Whether it's 5G convention or an alien discovery convention, but it's somewhere out in the desert. So be safe out there, Countess. Daryl Hall's birthday. Hall and Oates. American R&B soul singer Daryl Hall. Born in 1946. Daryl Hall, John Oates, legendary hit makers. Let me know when to stop up. I am. I'm just, you know, we can take some calls. We better take some calls after this one. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. And uh, let's start with Russ in White Plains, New York. Russ, thank you for waiting. Thank you, James. How many Israelis were killed by their own friendly fire? There was a report on CNN that some Israeli guy almost killed his own policeman because he couldn't tell who was on his side. You know, I hate to say this, but they do look all alike to me. And where are these bodies? By Jewish law, they have to be buried in three days. We'll never know how many were killed by friendly fire in Israel, will we? I don't think we... I don't know. And I don't know whether that's going to be a main concern, to be totally honest with you. Israel is concerned right now with getting rid of the terrorist threat, they say, once and for all. Rick in Elmwood Park, New Jersey... You're up next on WABC. James, I would drop flyers in the Gaza Strip. Says $50,000 reward for any dead Hamas terrorist, $100,000 reward for a live one, and a million dollars reward for any hostage rescued or important information leading to their uh, rescue. Thank you for the call. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, this Saturday on the Saturday morning radio extravaganza, we will be speaking. We are scheduled anyway to speak with the head of that group of American soldiers, former veterans, and first responders who are over in Israel right now trying to rescue some of those people that have been uh, taken hostage. We will also speak with Joel Rosenberg from All Israel News again coming up this Saturday. So you'll want to be here as part of our Saturday radio extravaganza. We've got a lot of other stuff planned, too. Thank you. Judith in Brooklyn, you are up next. Hi, James. There is no justification for the barbaric savagery that Hamas inflicted. None at all. Any caller or anyone else, Congress, whatever, or the president of NYU, blah, blah. They're either ignorant 
They don't know history at all, or they are pure evil, okay? And the amount of lies against Israel is just so frustrating, I can't even tell you. You know, they've been sending rockets to Gaza, Hamas, since 2005, 18 years, sending rockets every day. Russia. We have to stop you right there, and you made your point. It's time for us to end. Sadly, may God bless, protect each and every single one of you, your family, and your loved ones, especially in these troubling, these very troubling times. Love and gratitude for your being here and allowing me to be with you. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow, 4 o'clock, for Bolsonaro's Rush Hour. We shall see you then. Bye.